the Michelangelo Signorelli Show on Sirius XM. Welcome back. I'm Michelangelo Signorelli on Sirius XM Progress 127. Brian Fisher is the host of the American Family uh, Association Radio's Focal Point, somebody we've certainly uh, quoted on this program. I actually got a chance to speak with him at the Republican National Convention. And uh, as we've started this new channel, Sirius XM Progress, I uh, thought it would be interesting to speak with him about a lot of the issues we certainly uh, disagree on, uh, but which he speaks out on. Uh, Brian Fisher, welcome back to the program. Michael, good to chat with you again. So I, I'm I'm interested in talking about a lot of issues you've been uh, weighing in on uh, lately um, regarding politics and other issues. Liz Cheney, the daughter of Dick Cheney, one of probably the most conservative politicians, uh, certainly to serve as vice president, uh, she is now running for the Senate seat in Wyoming and you have come out against her. You said that she is not a patriot, which a lot of people would find fascinating and, and cannot believe that you could say that about Liz Cheney simply because she we don't even know how she might vote on gay issues. She simply has a sister who is a lesbian, Mary Cheney. Well, and I was uh, basing what I was saying on what George Washington said. So this goes back to the first commander in chief, the first president. Uh, the founding father, one of the chief founding fathers of our country, who said that of all the habits and dispositions that make for political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. And he said in vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who would labor to subvert these two great pillars of human happiness. But religion and morality, and by religion, George Washington meant Christianity. By morality, he meant the Ten Commandments. So those, as a, as a transcendent moral code, were the things that were indispensable supports of political prosperity. And Liz Cheney does not support the part of the Ten Commandments that protects the sanctity of marriage as the institution of one man and one woman. She's actually laboring to subvert that great pillar. And according to George Washington, not according to me, that would raise questions about her true patriotism. Now, why do you say that about her just because of the issue of uh, gay marriage? Uh, is that is that one issue, the only issue that you care about? She uh, agrees with you on probably every single other issue that conservatives and um, the Republican Party and uh, certainly even religious conservatives uh, believe in, just that one issue. Well, and again, you know, people are going to have different set of priorities. You know, as far as, as I am concerned, the fundamental issues in our fighting our culture right now deal with our policies on human sexuality and on the sanctity of human life. Those are the issues that are the most important to me because they go right to the heart of morality and religion, which George Washington said are supports that we cannot possibly do without. We can have sound economic policy, sound uh, foreign defense policy, but if our policies, our public policies on human sexuality and the sanctity of life, if they are skewed, if they are out of alignment with the truth, then we are going to corrode from within as a culture, and we'll get to the point 
where it won't matter how much economic liberty so we have or what, how strong what, the military What is. should Liz Cheney do about her sister? Her sister, Mary Cheney, uh, is a lesbian. She's married to a woman. Uh, her father accepts it. Um, her mother accepts it. Um, what should they do? Should they reject their child? Should the Cheneys reject Mary Cheney? No, absolutely not. And it's perfectly possible, Michael, and, and you know this yourself. It is possible to love somebody who makes behavioral choices of which you disapprove. Uh, you know, that happens with parents, with their children, not every uh, Right, but, but Mary Cheney has, oh, well, a, has, a, has a wife, yeah, and, and let's say Senator Portman, right? He has a son. Uh, should, should they not allow the, um, the wife or husband or partner of those children to come into the house? Oh, no, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying whether you support the decisions they make, whether you publicly support those decisions, promote them, believe that these are good decisions for other people to make, those are two separate issues. You can love someone who makes lifestyle choices that you think are harmful to them. Uh, and it's foolish to think that you can't do those things at the same time. It's just naive, and that's not the way the world works. So you we should, all, But you we, shouldn't throw them out of your house or... Um, you shouldn't say that this person they're having sex with, they're having homosexual sex with, should not come in the house. That person should be invited in their home. No, I've never said that. I mean, no, I mean, uh, should they you? should they reject I, the, I, that never, person? No, no, no. I've never said that. Well, I'm just curious about that because you know you had not long ago talked about um, animals that. Um, you know, have attacked human beings in public parks and that they should be killed, that these animals should be killed. And then you use the Bible to say that the animals should be killed. You, you quoted Leviticus saying they should be put to death. Now, why should Mary Cheney have her partner come in the house who she's engaging in, uh, or Senator Portman's son engaging in sodomy, uh, which you say in the Bible is, is uh, wrong, um, why should they be allowed in the house, but you say an animal should be put to death and you use Leviticus when in the Bible there's an argument for putting homosexuals to death? Well, that's an exceptionally, exceptionally strange argument that you're, you're making, Michael. We do know from the New Testament, Paul has a section in 1 Timothy 1 where he talks about the things that fall within the range of what ought to be contrary to public policy, what ought to be a matter of law, and included in that his homosexual behavior. Also included in that is the slave trade, by the way. Paul said that the slave trade should be against... Well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying then why oh. aren't you following through on the biblical decree which says you should put homosexuals to death? Why do you well, think Dick Cheney yeah, but, should allow a homosexual in his home? No, that's the Old Testament standard under the New Covenant, which Jesus brought us. We don't have to impose the death penalty for homosexual behavior. Paul does say it still can be contrary. Well, well here's what you said. Policy. Here's what you said about the animals. The Old well, Testament wait, has been, you said the Old Testament has been preserved for us. If we're going to talk about homosexuality, let's talk about homosexuality. If you want to talk about animals attacking human beings, and to me that's a simple case, which is more valuable? Is a human life more valuable than, than an animal life? In my worldview, there's no contest there. A human life is of infinite value. A animal life is not. If it's a choice between the two, we're going to choose human no, life. No, I'm just curious why you use the Bible to make the argument, the, the Old Testament, to put uh, to death animals, but it obviously is there about homosexuality. 
you think it's okay to to accept homosexuals in your home. Uh, but I, I just find that interesting. Well, let's let's take the the parallel example. One of the reasons that I oppose the normalization of homosexual behavior and think no sane society should promote it, endorse it, sanction it, subsidize it, is because of the health risks that are involved in homosexual behavior. Same health risks that are associated with intravenous drug use. Now, if I had somebody in my family that was using drugs intravenously, that would grieve me, it would break my heart. Would I reject them? Would I hate them? Would I not allow them to... Well, well then, then nobody then should be, nobody should be engaging in any sex, really, of any kind, because all sexual behavior carries with it a risk of some sort of disease, and, and HIV is largely a heterosexual problem in the world, all over Africa, all over India. Now, Ken Cuccinelli, well, the, 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 Michael, the, Ken Michael, Cuccinelli the gubernatorial candidate of Virginia, he wants to bring back the sodomy laws. Do you agree with that? Yes, I believe homosexual behavior should be contrary to public policy, yes. So it should be illegal, not just homosexual behavior, sodomy, I'm asking you, because he's talking about heterosexual sodomy and, you know, uh, what we're seeing around the world, HIV, it's largely a heterosexual problem. Uh, obviously, I feel you would agree that people should just be having sex within the confines of a heterosexual relationship and only uh, vaginal sex. Well, if we talk about health risks, and public policy ought to be about protecting public health. That should be the priority in our public policy. So uh, then you agree with Ken Kuch, should should oral sex for heterosexuals and anal sex for heterosexuals be illegal? Well, let's keep the focus on what we're talking about here. Well, this is the focus of what we're talking about. The focus is on homosexual behavior. and what No, the focus is on risk. what you say is a health risk and what you say is in the Bible. Is, is it okay for heterosexuals to have anal sex? <laughs> I will tell you, Michael, that kind of sexual activity is destructive to the human body. I don't care who does it to whom. So oral sex, is that... Uh, well, let's talk should about... It be illegal? Should it be illegal? Let's talk about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. We now have an epidemic of cancers of the throat and neck and head among millennials because they... Uh, so, I, I, but but the Bill question Clinton. is, should it be illegal? Do you think people should uh, be, go to jail, heterosexuals, for engaging in oral sex and anal sex? Well, let's talk about... Well, anal sex, we know is dangerous to human health. It damages the human body. Whether you believe in evolution or whether you believe in creation, you have to agree that the human body was not designed for that purpose and for that use. And when it comes to oral sex, you look at what's happened. We've got an entire generation now. The human body wasn't designed for a lot of things. You shouldn't be wearing clothes. We have an entire generation that's being ravaged by cancers sexually transmitted cancers. But, uh, oh, oh, okay, but there's a simple question here. Should it be illegal? But there's a simple question here. Should it be illegal? Those diseases are transmitted through oral sex, so that kind of sexual behavior ought to be contrary. So to it should be policy. illegal. People should but go I, to jail for that. Let me put it this way. The only kind of sexual intimacy that we should promote, encourage, sanction, subsidize is the sex between a man and a woman in a marriage relationship. We ought to promote 
abstinence before marriage. We should promote fidelity uh, afterwards. We shouldn't subsidize any other form of sexual expression. It's the only 100% guarantee. Right. No, no, I, I, get, I get your point on what you should promote. But if you're going to ban homosexual sex, you must believe you have to ban heterosexual, oral, and anal sex, and that it should be the law and people go to jail. It's a well, yes or no question. No, what I'm saying is that the only kind of sexual activity that we should promote, endorse... No, no, I, I, but so how do you promote it? And what I'm saying is, do you believe so, that sodomy laws should be brought back? I believe that any kind of sexual activity between unmarried people should not be sanctioned, should not be promoted, should not be... Should be endorsed. illegal. Be should be illegal? It ought to be contrary to public policy. Should it adultery, be illegal? Adultery ought to be contrary to public policy. Brian Fisher, should it be, be illegal? It's a simple question. Should there be it's, a law that drags you off to jail if you do it? Michael, I've answered your question. No, you it have not ought, answered the question. It ought, it ought to be contrary to public policy. Now, it ought to be contrary, so Dick Cheney has his daughter bring her wife home. Uh, Rob Portman has his uh, son bring his husband home. Should he go to the wedding? Should Rob Portman go to his son's wedding? Well, that's certainly a decision each family has to make for themselves. What I'm saying is if I have a member of my family comes into my home and they abuse drugs, I'm going to love them, I'm going to care for them, they're still going to be welcome in my home, that's not going to change, but I am never going to go public and say, this is the kind of behavior well, that... I, I don't know, I'm not people. understanding this. Why would you let them in your home? Shouldn't you them. call the police and have them arrested? They are breaking the law, Brian Fisher. They are breaking the law. Yeah, they are engaging in what you say should be illegal. But your question is, would they be allowed in my home? And the answer is yes. Why would you let criminals in your home? I don't understand it. Uh, well, you're, you're just trying to get cute now, Michael, is what you're trying to do. No, I, no I'm not. I'm really trying no, to no, focus no, 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 on... No, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm, being, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying to focus on the complete and utter illogic of your argument, and I'm giving you several chances to make it logical. And what would make it logical is, yes, they should go to jail. That would make it logical. Otherwise, you're not making any sense, Brian Fisher. Michael, there are when it comes to public policy... There are a lot of penalties other than sending people to jail. We do not send people to jail, for instance, for parking tickets. We don't send them to jail for speeding tickets. There are a lot of uh, there are a lot uh, a range of sanctions for behavior that we determine. Uh, all right, so let's let's start there. Should they get a ticket? Should they get a ticket? A fine? Should every time Michael. Mary Cheney comes over, she has to pay a fine? Oh, Michael, you're just getting screwball now. If somebody is engaged in self-destructive behavior and they're a part of my family, I am going to love them. I'm going to do what I can to help them. And when it comes to the issue of drug use, for instance, a lot of families will do an intervention. They'll sit down with somebody that's involved in, in self-destructive behavior, and they say, look, this can't go on. We can't let you go on doing this without intervening, without telling you that we love you and you need to get Okay, help. so you you're saying if you find out, if you learn that someone in your family has had oral sex, um, you're going to sit down and talk to them about that? In self-destructive behavior, the loving thing is to love them, to stay in relationship with them, 
to make them welcome in your home. But at some point, you need to have the courage out of your love to face them with the self-destructive nature of their behavior and urge them to get help. Okay. Now, you've also uh, attacked Senator uh, Orrin Hatch. You were critical of him because he supported the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. Uh, He is a Republican, a Mormon, very conservative. Uh, You said it was because he must have done this because uh, the Mormon Church wants to bring back polygamy. Uh, Can you expand on that? Well, I think everybody can see that the next domino to fall in the the deviancy cabal agenda is polygamy, the the barrier against polygamy. That's the next thing that's going to fall. The father of same-sex marriage in Europe has said that's the next target. You've got articles appearing on places like Slate Magazine and Salon Magazine, websites openly advocating for acceptance of polygamy. So that is the next thing that's going to happen as the homosexual agenda... But but do you believe the Mormon Church wants to bring that back, and then that's what Senator Hatch was doing with his vote? No, I don't have any idea what's going on in Senator Hatch's mind, but I think if the LDS Church leadership is smart, they will recognize that if the homosexual agenda advances, and they have stopped opposing the homosexual agenda, they have stopped fighting to protect natural marriage, they supported the decision that the Boy Scouts made to allow homosexuals right. in, in the troops. Well, they have to be smart enough to understand that if the homosexual agenda continues to progress, it's not going to be long before... Now, but, but is that because they want, they want to bring polygamy back? It won't be long before a court says you cannot ban polygamy for the same reasons the court has said you cannot ban same-sex marriage. But but you had said that it was, you believe the Mormon Church wants polygamy again, that that was an indication to you, that they want Well, I've asked them. I I contacted their public affairs director directly at their LDS headquarters and asked him for an answer to that question. If a judge declares that polygamy is uh, now to be permitted in the United States, will the practice of polygamy resume in the LDS Church? And I never did get a response. Hmm. So I'm still waiting for a response uh, from them. If you go back to their Doctrines and Covenants in 1890, they did not renounce the practice of polygamy. They simply advised members of the Mormon Church to obey the law. That leaves open the possibility that if the law or court rulings were ever to change, they could very well resume the practice of polygamy. And I'm waiting for clarification from them, and I have not heard. They've had opportunity to clarify that with me, and they've not taken advantage of that. Mm. Now, you've also said uh, Muslims do not have First Amendment rights, and I'm curious about that because we're just talking about Mormons. Obviously, you're a Christian. You believe Christians have a First Amendment right. Do you believe Mormons do? And you've definitely said Muslims do not. Well, and, and I'm, this is not my opinion. This is the opinion of Joseph Story, who was the longest-serving associate justice of the United States Supreme Court. He wrote the first definitive history of the Constitution in about 1833, 1840, somewhere in there. And he said that the purpose of the First Amendment was not to countenance, not even to consider or to advance Mohammedanism or Buddhism or Hinduism, but its purpose was to exclude rivalry among the Christian sects, which was his word for 
uh, denomination. So he said the purpose of the First Amendment, it wasn't excluding these other religions. It wasn't even taking them into account. Its purpose was to protect the free exercise of the Christian religion and to exclude rivalry among the various Christian denominations. The issue of religious expression under the Constitution as given to us by the Founders is left entirely to the states, and the states are allowed to do whatever they want in terms of regulating religious expression. Well, the First Amendment says that you have a fundamental right to worship and that no government cannot impede that in any way, not a state government, not the federal government. Well, it says the federal government cannot. The first word of the First Amendment is Congress. Congress shall make no law. So if we're dealing with the Constitution as it was given to us by the Founding Fathers, Congress is the only entity that is restrained by the First Amendment. The states, and, and the reason was very intentional, is the states were allowed to have considerable latitude when it came to religious expression. Now, I, nine I, nine, nine I, of the 13 states at the founding... Now, I, I have to tell you... Um, it sounds like you're moderating your views because we actually have a clip of you saying that you want to ban homosexuality, ban homosexual behavior. And I believe it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not changing my mind. I believe it ought to be contrary to public policy. So that means make it illegal. Yeah, there ought to be sanctions against it, absolutely. Well, then if it's illegal and you ban it, then those people are criminals. They have violated public policy, like somebody violates public and, and policy. And what should be the when punishment? They, they, what is the will, punishment? When they, when they stay too long at a parking meter. Oh, okay, so but what is the punishment, then, for violating well, I, this public policy? Well, well, the first thing that we have to do is to decide whether this is behavior that ought to be promoted or sanctioned by society. Once we make that decision, then we can decide what appropriate sanctions ought to be. Well, well you settled. have decided we, that it should not be promoted, and we did have laws that did put people in jail. People were taken to jail. So that's already been discussed. Should we go back to that where people went to jail? No, again, you're missing my point here, Michael. The first thing we've got to do is to decide whether this is behavior that should be promoted. Well, well, you've already decided that, and the country was there before. The country had previously decided it should be banned, and we allowed the states to do that, and people went to jail. You think it was better then, right? I'm saying that we ought to do this one step at a time. The debate right now in America is whether this is behavior that should be promoted or sanctioned. That, that's not the debate in America. The debate in America now is whether we should allow gay marriage or not. We're way past whether this should be promoted or allowed. We're not sending people to jail anymore. The question to you is, you said it should be banned. What's the punishment? What is the punishment for, for homosexuality? Michael, you're not listening to me. I have said that the first priority is to decide whether this behavior should be promoted or sanctioned. Once we settle that issue, then we can talk about what appropriate. Well, we've already might decided be. that it should not be punished. Uh, well, but say, but you would like, but you would like to bring it back. Well, one of the reasons why we decided it is that one of the reasons we decided it is that we can't imagine sending people to jail. So you do have to talk about the punishment to talk about whether it should be banned or not. No, no, Michael, according to your premise, we're just wasting everybody's time by even talking about this. You're saying we've already decided this as a culture. There's no point in even talking about sanctions because this issue has already been decided. No, you, you have to talk about the sanctions. You have to talk about what it is you want to do. 
I think you're afraid to say that. I think that you are moderating your position here. Very no, interesting. I, no, I, I absolutely am not. I'm saying that homosexual behavior, like prostitution, like intravenous uh, drug use, like drug trafficking, uh, like pedophilia, like bestiality, I'm saying that homosexuality ought to be contrary to public policy. Well, we put people who are pedophiles in jail. We lock them up for a long time and we track them for their whole lives. I guess you feel gay people should be tracked on a website for their entire lives, right? No, but in, but in intravenous drug users, we send them to rehab. Oh, so is that is that your proposal that gays should be put in rehab mandatorily? My point is there are a variety of responses. to And you don't want to say what any of them are because you, Brian Fisher, are afraid. I never thought you'd be afraid of anything. No, Michael, I'm not afraid. You are afraid to tell us what you really believe. Brian, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, really uh, big of you to come on and talk to me about it. I'd love to talk more about it. The Michelangelo Seniorelli Show on Sirius XM.